bring you breaking news with our daily news report on 1077 The Bronx. Here's your world in two minutes curated by our specialized team of broadcast journalists. Let's hear what they have to say in our daily news special, The Bronx News Flash. This is The Bronx News Flash, your world in two minutes on 1077 The Bronx. Just ranked as the seventh best college radio station in the country by the Princeton Review, and a 2023 nominee for a National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Radio Award for College Radio Station of the Year. Live from Rider University, I'm Julia Train. Hundreds of thousands of people marched in London on Saturday calling for a ceasefire in Gaza in what was the largest pro-Palestinian rally in the city since the Israel-Hamas conflict began a month ago. London's Metropolitan Police put the number of protesters at over 300,000. While organizers say it could have also been one of the largest protests in British political history, suggesting 800,000 people took part in the march. Saturday's rally came amid a growing political dispute over British Home Secretary Suella Braverman's suggestion that London's police have been biased in their handling of pro-Palestinian protests and her labeling of the protests as hate marches. Protesters marched peacefully through the city, meeting at London's Hyde Park and walking to the U.S. Embassy. The Met Police reported no issues with the protest itself, saying they had stuck to the prescribed route. The route for Saturday's march, which coincided with Armistice Day, was intentionally drawn up by protesters to avoid London's war memorials, where two minutes of silence were held to commemorate those who died in the UK war an hour before the march began. London's police did, however, report incidents of far-right violence in the city, with about 100 counter-protesters arrested. The Met Police said Saturday evening that they had detained a breakaway group of 150 pro-Palestinian protesters sometime after the main demonstration had ended. With the U.S. facing increasing involvement in two wars, President Joe Biden addressed current and former service members at Veterans Day ceremony Saturday night at Arlington National Cemetery. Although Biden did not explicitly mention the ongoing conflicts in Ukraine and Gaza, his speech focused on American forces rising to the occasion to defeat darkness and evil. For those who had fought in this war, unlike any war the world had ever seen before, it was a symbol, a reminder that as long as those who stand for freedom, light will always triumph over darkness. My fellow Americans, come together today to once again honor the generations of Americans who stood on the front lines of freedom, to once again bear witness to the great deeds of a noble few who risked everything, everything, to give us a better future. Those who have always, always kept the light of liberty shining bright across the world. Veterans Day is personal to Jill and me. On this day, I can still see my son, the Attorney General of Delaware, standing ramrod straight as I pinned his bars on him the day he joined the Army National Guard in Delaware. Audio from PBS NewsHour. Although there are no American boots on the ground fighting in the conflicts in Ukraine or Gaza, the United States is a major provider of military aid and security assistance to Ukraine in its war with Russia and to Israel in its war with Hamas. Biden's speech highlighted the PACT Act, which was signed into law last year. The legislation aimed to expand healthcare access for veterans exposed to toxic chemicals and their families. The Biden-Harris campaign also aired a TV ad focused on the legislation timed to Veterans Day. 
Three people were killed, including a police officer, after a suspect held several people hostage early Saturday in Austin, Texas, and engaged police in a shootout. A second officer and another person were injured in the shooting before the suspect was fatally shot by SWAT officers. The Austin Police Department received a 911 call at 2.49 a.m. with a woman who was screaming and said someone was stabbing her. Officers arrived at the home 12 minutes later and learned there were two other injured victims inside the house with the suspect. A third victim escaped the house and was found in the neighborhood by first responders. That victim told officials the suspect still had a knife and was taken to a local hospital for her injuries. Officers made a forced entry into the home at 3 a.m. after identifying themselves. A minute later, they were met with gunfire from the suspect and backed out of the residence without returning any shots. SWAT was called to the scene because the suspect was barricaded inside the house with two hostages. When SWAT officers entered the home at 4.11 a.m., the suspect again shot at the officers. This time, the officers returned fire, killing the suspect at the scene. During the exchange, two officers were shot and were taken to a local hospital where one was pronounced dead and the other is in stable condition. The two hostages inside the residence were also pronounced dead at the scene. That's all for this episode of The Bronx News Flash, your world in two minutes on 1077 The Bronx. Winner of a 2023 Intercollegiate Broadcasting Systems Media Award for Best Radio Station and a 2023 nominee for an NAB Marconi Radio Award for College Radio Station of the Year. Live from Rider University, I'm Julia Train. Thanks for tuning in to the Bronx News Flash on 1077 The Bronx, your daily update for on campus, local, national, and international news. Want to stay up to date? Check out the Bronx News Flash on demand on all your favorite podcasting platforms or 1077 slash newsflash. Now back to the biggest hits and best variety on 1077 The Bronx.